0: Great. so we're on. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Fresh Melanin, an on air safe space for women of color. I feel like we don't say that enough. <laughs> so yeah. I'm trying to like. like it? Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to like uh-huh. say that a lot, but it's specifically an on air safe space for women of color in tech. Yeah, we should definitely say that more often because whenever I tell people, like, oh yeah, we have a podcast called Fresh Melanin, they're like, what is it about? And I'm like, oh yeah. You can't tell by the name. (laughs) I remember when we first came up with that name. We were like, we thought of like so many. And we're just like, okay, Fresh Melon, it'll (laughs) work.
1: Yeah, this works. It does. Uh, (laughs) It's just funny how you said that. I was like, well, yeah, I guess that kind of works. I guess that I think we also have evolved from that saying to a little bit more in depth.
0: Yeah. i think that's also too but also i think Mm -hmm. like i think when we first started if you guys have been listening to us from the beginning it wasn't specifically Mm -hmm. about tech we were just two women of color working in tech Mm -hmm. but now like it's been pretty specific i'm glad we got to that like point where we're like let's find a better like a niche and Mm -hmm. here we are talking about tech every episode (laughs) so let's do this update i want to know what's new with you what have you been up to what what have you been thinking about lately what's the best part of your week what is something that is new this is that's a lot that's we'll pick one
1: (laughs) cool no nothing really new other than you know we're looking for a new place to live and looking for a new job you know Okay. And job hunting world.
0: Yes. Um. Talking about a new job. Did you get an? E- did you see the email from um Cloudflare they sent us?
1: Did they really? Okay. Guess <laughs> you, you didn't know did. that I don't check it. I'm Look. like,
0: I guess you did not check it. They basically were asking if because they sent it to me personally, whatever, whatever. The whole point, and they sent one to like Fresh Melanin for you specifically um, uh-huh. about making sure your address was the same so that they can send us, like, some type of, like, holiday thing. So I said, oh, yeah. Um, I gave them an update to my address, but I think your address has been the same. It's still the same. So you you're could good always to go. say It's the same. If you guys are listening from Cloud Bear, Anissa's address is still the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still the same. Cool. I yeah. haven't been up to really much anything. Same <laughs> old stuff. I got a new kitty cat. His name is Collard Greens and he's so cute. Oh, my goodness. That's basically it. <laughs>
1: A kitty. Yeah, he's so cute,
0: and I adopted him
1: into your into your
0: humble abode. Yeah, because I mean, being here by myself is not fun all day. That was literally my update for you guys since the last time we talked. It has been like I think it's been like two and a half weeks.
1: someone would argue three. Two and a half. Yeah, almost three. <laughs> two and a half. Yeah,
0: but it's still good, and, you know, Thanksgiving is next week. What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
1: Not working those two days and then working the next day after. I do not want – I don't like Thanksgiving anymore. I've grown to just now when you work in tech and you work a specific job, I do not care for Thanksgiving anymore. Damn. Yeah. Because, well, you know, Black, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, people trying to hack shit people being dumb revealing all their information it's like oh it's a deal it's like are Mm. you you sure that's a legit address yeah things breaking down you know yeah Mm. but i do have the two days off and then i work the nights and it's cool i think i'm gonna see my mom for a little bit get some food and then yeah
0: well Well, i'm I'm excited about macaroni and cheese so are you making macaroni and cheese i am uh-huh. Yes, and oh, it's yeah. like the good oh. macaroni and cheese It's like the one where you scoop up And it's like all in one You know what I'm talking about? How it's like thick macaroni and cheese It's not like soup Where you like <laughs> scoop it yeah. up And it's like dripping I like the thick mac and cheese So Yeah,
1: where you see the cheese Like coming up Or yeah. is it dry?
0: No, 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 right. you can definitely see the cheese coming up But <laughs> as long as it doesn't look like a casserole Of some sort, it's good Oh, okay, okay, I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it soupy, like, like cracked mac and cheese. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyways, enough wow. about mac. Hold on, are you going back home, or
1: are you doing
0: this with friends? Oh, no, I'm actually going to go to D.C. to visit my sister. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to take a bus. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I was going to, at first I was going to take, I was going to fly, but then I procrastinated and waited too late. Yeah, um, But the tickets were like 79 bucks, so I was like, I'll do it from yeah. you know, New York to DC and then I procrastinated and I was like oh it's fine I'll take the Amtrak like there's like a train yeah girl and first off I've never taken one of those trains before they're like fucking four hundred dollars like round trip oh, yeah Are you serious? yes I'm not lying and I think wow. it's because I, I don't know if it's because I waited last minute but I feel like two weeks before is not really last minute for a train like what the fuck mm, no. um so anyways yeah. I found like this new service and because I was like, fuck, I want to go, but I'm not trying to spend like 500 bucks just to fly somewhere or, or get on a train somewhere. Yeah. I found this new service. It's called, fuck, I forgot the name of it. But it's supposedly it's like this luxury bus service that only goes really? from New York to DC. Yeah. And it's called, dang, I really need to find the name of it. because <laughs> No, no, no. It's called, dang, yeah. I'm going to fucking find it. I'm looking for it right now because you guys should okay. definitely look into it.
2: It's called,
0: ah, it's called the jet. Yeah. And how stupid of it, uh, never mind. Why would you fucking call it the jet and it's a fucking bus? It's just, I don't know. Every time I think about that, I just get so mad.
1: What does the feeling of a jet invoke to you? Luxury. I mean, yeah, but like, this is kind of like
0: calling a cat a dog. Like,
1: come on now. (laughs) I know. But what else, what other names do you have for the bus? Like, Bolt bus. I
2: don't know. What's the
1: other one? Amtrak and, and not greyhound because greyhound is trash oh, um shit. yeah i know what you mean but, I, I get what you but this but bus you're the marketer like, you're the person who knows how luck. to market things come on sell me a luck. sell me a cat dressed up as a dog you know i
0: could but at this point i wasn't looking for gimmicks i was over here just trying to figure out what the fucking jet was but anyway let me stop because i already booked my fucking place on there i'm gonna be on the jet it's a bus and we- it They're all about like these non-moving chairs or something like that. I don't really know how to explain it, but there's only like (laughs) thirteen. There's only like thirteen seats on the on this like bus, and they give you like supposedly like really really great Wi-Fi. There's food on the bus for free, and there's complimentary drinks like alcohol drinks. So I'm like, I'm getting on there, and based on and and Anisha's like, "Mm." I'm like I'm getting on there, and like based off like the look of it it looks really really nice lots of space and they're allowing me to bring my cat yes i'm bringing my oh. cat and i don't have to pay for the luggage so that's great and it only takes one stop new york dc that's okay it. it's a hundred dollars one way and I, that's it so two hundred dollars round trip okay. yeah okay. and it's about like a three to four hour trip I haven't been on a bus in fucking years, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I should like smoke some more and then just like hop on or like, I don't know. So we'll see how that goes. I'm excited for the complimentary <laughs> drinks.
1: Please record this and send it to me and tell me if it's a bop or a flop. So. I
0: will, I will. Great, yeah. but to get into today's episode, it's not about this, but this, uh, I was gonna say, bus jet. It's not about yeah. the jet. Oh, even before we get into our episode today, we should, t- we should do our okay. fresh melanins. I I
1: was wondering,
0: I was like, I wonder if she's going to skim over that, but I'm like, No, I did not. Okay, cool. I can go first, because I feel like I always say, who wants to go first? And then you usually go first. So I'll go Mm -hmm. first this time. My Fresh Melanin of the Week is, so it's this girl. Her name is Sinad. I hope I'm saying her name right. God forgive me.
1: Please bless Erica to pronounce the name and myself.
0: Sinad Bovell. I probably butchered it. Dang, I'm so sorry, girl. But anyways, she basically is a model slash tech enthusiast, I'd say. Basically, she was under like Refinery29's like uh, top like 30 women that are in tech and that are bringing up tech. Sorry, not just like that are in tech because she doesn't really work in tech. And
1: it's like probably tech tech sales or something. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. Basically, like, she quit, like, her full-time job at one point, and she moved from, like, Canada to New York. And she just was noticing to see, like, how disconnected, like, creatives were from understanding, like, how technology would really be, like, impacting their work and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she created a program where she teaches creatives and, like, other people that are, like, in their mid, like, their 20s to, like, 30s about Mm -hmm. tech and how they can basically use tech to, like, their advantages. And then also she she basically like started a bunch of like how would I say it? I'd say like she put a lot of other women of color on that are in tech that are that are not in tech but like that are kind of like talking about tech because I feel like it's different when you talk about tech or versus like when you're actually in tech and you're working in tech. She put a lot of women on that were influencers about tech that were specifically people of color. So I thought that was really great of her and she's also the founder of way. And basically, it's what I was saying. It's basically a place where she influences other young people about tech, and she also has a segment on um, Wired, which is pretty cool. And that's how I originally found out about her on her on YouTube. And she talks about different tech segments about okay. like that are just like coming up or that are just like interesting to her. She did one related to AI algorithms, which I thought was pretty cool. Okay. And yeah, so shout out to her. She's been pretty interesting. I haven't known her for a long time. Obviously, I've only heard about her for like a week. But I just wanted to shout her out based off of what I knew about her. And she seems pretty interesting.
1: Definitely. Can you drop the Instagram handle? Or if she has like... You said the thing that she created was called The Way. Like, The Way?
0: No, it's not not called The Way. It's it's W-A-Y-E
1: oh okay then jesus i feel like i'm saying that
0: it's basically like like she does like weekly advice on that for like uh young entrepreneurs yeah so that's my person what about you
1: well i picked a doctor this time because you know we're we're educated women we pick doctors and every time you're like trying to stun on me you're like i got a doctor this time Yeah. what You did that. You should listen to some past episodes. You're I like, never. Yes, you did. If you guys hear it, please go back. There's a couple episodes where she's like, oh, you got that? Oh, my person's a doctor. Like, oh, my
0: they're God.
1: They're a doctor. They are a doc- never
0: mind. I hate you so much. Well, just, just to give you a little bit about her, she has an MBA,
1: okay, and a an BBA in finance.
0: Dang. But your person's still a doctor, which is so cool. And she's a model. Yeah. Anyways.
1: Yeah. It's- <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Gosh. So the person I picked, oh, okay. I've been like trying to read and say her name. Her name is Dr. Yabla Blay or Yabla, I'm not going to, I don't want to picture people's name, but Dr. Blay. She's a scholar, activist, and public speaker. So She's a scholar and activist and she definitely works in practice and centers around like lived experience of Black women and girls, which her particular focus is on identity and body politics and beauty practices. So I've been following her for a while and I meant to sign up for her most recent talk, which she, I should have just registered. Y'all, If there's an event and you probably can't attend, just register. You're working. Especially if it's virtual, they're going to send you the link. Nine times out of ten, they're going to send you the link. Like, very rarely. But she did an event for white supremacy right? You cannot speak today. Why not? (laughs) White supremacy Uh and beauty politics. Oh, cool. So she was having a discussion, and it was, like, a part of a series around Beauty and the Beast. It is held by Slow Factory, so that's where you can, like, sign up for. But I like reading her content. Uh, she also created oh, – she's also an author, and she wrote the book One Drop, which is shifting the lens on race. So, yeah. I'm more than likely going to pick up the book because, you know, I'm always reading tons of books. So, And it's great to read something that's non-fiction. And things that are actually going on in the world today. So yeah. Yeah. So she's pretty cool. She's really funny. She has a lot of great input and she talks about issues that are affecting Black women and beauty. And more than that just like our culture in general. So yeah. Uh, If you want to know her Instagram, it is Yabablay. And she's verified, which I'm like, damn. Damn. Being verified and stuff. But (laughs) outside of that, she's a doctor and she has a doctorate and she's really awesome really great person
0: nice shout out to her she probably would have like had a lot to say with when we were doing like the aurum beauty
1: oh yeah but more on like a bigger cultural lens and definitely like how it impacts us and how we see ourselves and then also how we need to dismantle like even within our own community we still practice or we still might adhere to some white supremacy, like ideology, yeah. either in like unintentional or intentional, you know, like colorism is still a big rampant thing. Like, I don't think we're ever going to overcome it within our own community because there's always someone either inside or outside putting us in the in these categories and trying to compete with the, each other. But yeah. yeah, especially within the beauty industry, they do that, you know, or even just like within hair hair typing. You know, and like what's a big thing. Hair, hair typing?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. With your hair, like 4B, 4C, 3C, 3A, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What's beautiful, what's not, you know?
0: Yeah. No, that's yeah. true. And that's almost like, almost a segue into our topic for today like just talking about like what is and what's not and some type of system like defining that today actually maybe I'll give a little backstory of like what our topic is so a couple weeks ago I was just sitting down I was watching Jackie Ayana shout out to you girl like she watches our episode but anyways I know But I'm saying I don't think she's watching us but like I mean listening to our show girl if you out there please let me know (laughs) anyway so Mm -hmm. yeah so I was listening to her episode and she was talking about how she was really exhausted from YouTube basically because she felt like Mm -hmm. a lot of people weren't a lot of people that are supposed to be watching her show didn't weren't able to watch it because it basically wasn't showing up in recommendations or certain places because of YouTube Mm -hmm. YouTube's algorithm and then Mm -hmm. I was like damn like that is a thing where a lot of creators right now, specifically black creators, were kind of just like saying they felt like the YouTube algorithm was wanky. Some 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 people even said it was racist. Some people even said that it was just like, it was like not truthful. A lot of things about this YouTube algorithm. And then I was like, hmm, like we haven't done an episode about algorithms. We should yeah. probably do one. But before we get into it, I wanted to play like a piece of like what she was saying about the algorithms part. Before we like get into it.
1: What's the name of the YouTube, uh, the title of her YouTube video? It's
0: Black Influencers Aren't Relatable and Don't Post Anymore. Yeah. Cool. So let me know if you can hear
2: this. So today we're going to be talking about why influencers get burnt out, why some of your faves don't post as frequently anymore, just the overall atmosphere of social media in general, because I don't know if y'all feel it, but I feel like there's been a lot of changes, some good, some bad. And I also want to share this from the perspective of a visible content creator, just so that you guys can understand kind of like where some of our frames of minds are on this topic. And also I realize this video is probably not going to apply to the masses. The majority of people are probably not going to be able to relate to this and that's fine. It's a very niche specific topic. I don't know if y'all have seen this, but tons of conversations about why OG YouTubers, YouTubers in general, just like are not really uploading anymore. A lot of us have been constantly competing with an algorithm that literally discriminates. Even be seen through a racist, I'm going to say it, a racist algorithm, especially when you're darker than tan. saying or you can resort to posting anything
0: and everything social okay so i just wanted to play like a snippet of that specifically about how she was saying like how there is a youtube algorithm i don't know if you guys Mm -hmm. all know that but there is a youtube algorithm and she was also saying like how people are basically not seeing her videos and it seems Mm -hmm. to be a little bit harder for people that are a little bit that are darker skinned so that's kind of like what sparked this off but mm-hmm. I think maybe to begin with, we should probably just talk about like what is an algorithm and how it kind of like affects our everyday life if people that are listening don't really understand. And also, just want to say, and I feel like we say this every episode, ever since that one person called us out about like, we're not freaking Bill Nye the science guy over here. This episode, like, these episodes are about us just talking about these topics. We're hoping that you do your own, like you know, deep dive into like these these topics. We're not algorithm experts. We're not experts in every single topic that we talk about. We're just talking about things that are interesting to us and are learning along the way, just like you guys are. So,
1: chill out, Nancy, or whoever you are. Uh- <laughs> you know what? I'm so glad. I don't even see any of it, so I'm just like, mm, okay. But yeah, I do actually have. I'm glad that you brought that up and I'll let you explain what an algorithm is. I do have a counter, not a counter argument, but a counter perspective to what Jackie I know presented. Yeah. So, great. Right, so. so
0: in a nutshell, basically an algorithm is basically like a series of instructions telling a computer how to transform a set of facts about mm-hmm. the world into useful information. So it basically takes mm-hmm. some information Whatever type of an information you can say is data, like it takes a bunch of data that's inputted by a human or however yeah. this data gets to this, algor- um, to this service. It takes yeah. this data and then basically it transforms all of this data and the facts that are coming out of this data and it then pushes out like results based off what mm-hmm. you're training it to know and based off what you're training it to say. Yeah. There's lots of different examples of like everyday types of algorithms that we deal with. And I'm going to just point them out that way you guys could all be, that way we can all kind of like be on the same page. So there's three that I kind of looked into. One is insurance, right? So like we haven't, everybody has insurance, hopefully, or knows what insurance is. Um, and it's all about like risk assessment, basically, when you have to get this ins- insurance. But instead of humans really reviewing an application, really it's software that makes decisions on like how risky you seem. So, you know, one insurance group might start like using like wearables or like other digital trackers to determine like how its clients were behaving how its clients are technically like behaving so for example if an insurance sees that you're eating unhealthy or you know you're rarely exercising it technically could be it could like charge you more or you can think of it as like right now like when when i went to get pet insurance one time it asked me a bunch of questions about my animal And then it said, this is what I'm qualified for. I didn't have to talk to anybody. and didn't have to do anything. It basically is an algorithm that says, if your pet is this healthy and this age or this whatever, then you are qualified for this. Also, you can see it in dating apps. So there's a lot of like previous data on like who likes who to predict like what will, you know, work going forward. So really like the algorithm will start making decisions on like who to serve up as like potential dates based on like how the previous matchmaking matchmaking like works out. So if you're going through like Tinder or Bumble or any of these dating apps, it's gonna notice like the type of people that you're liking versus type of people that you're not. And sometimes they might use it to your advantage, but also I heard like dating apps like Hinge. I was listening to like this other podcast and they were saying that like Hinge basically to make a more profit, they'll find out the people that you like. Once they notice who you like, they put those in like this, I don't, I'm not on dating apps, but it's like they put this in like this other bucket of things that are like locked You have to pay Uh in premium to get those likes or to, like, see these people. And these people are the real people that you probably like, but they don't show you those people because they want you to pay and be a premium user. You keep looking at, you know, people that you really – The people that you match with, they don't show... I think it's like they don't match back with you. But it's something along the lines of that. And then the last one was was what you're watching. So, and that we can get into later, but like what you're watching as in like the YouTube algorithm. And I was really looking into just like how this YouTube algorithm works. And in a nutshell, really to to be as... as I feel like I can talk about the YouTube algorithm for like an entire episode, but in two sentences or less, <laughs> really what it does is it takes what you what you've looked at, what you've liked, and then it curates more of that for you or more of that type of personality for you. To keep you on the program as long as possible if you've liked one of these type of videos we're going to show you more of these type of videos if you commented it might be a little bit heavier if you follow somebody it might be a little bit heavier so basically yeah it takes it takes like three different things it takes like your likes your history the data like where you came from how you got to youtube and how long you look at certain things and then it curates more stuff for you to watch, and like I said, like each traffic source is a little bit different. So it does personalization, basically like the, your history and your preferences, your performance, as in like how successful like the video is, and then also external factors like like the audience and stuff like that. So it takes all of this information and puts it together, and then it shows you you know what's what it thinks is best for you, and most of the time, it works for the viewer. When it comes to creators, it might be a little bit different because it's like, oh, like I'm getting these views, but I'm not getting these likes, or I'm not getting these follows. So, you know, creators might see some downpouring within this, but the user is most likely very pretty happy because they're seeing stuff that they want. They're seeing stuff that they've watched before. I'm I'm sorry. I don't want to say stuff that they've watched before, but the category and the type of show and
2: it yeah, wants. the concept
0: yeah. and the ideas. I saw one show where they were, it was actually the girl from uh, Wire, the girl that I sent from from the Fresh Melanin of the Week that I said, mm-hmm. she did like this test where she had like three different computers and went to three different, created three different YouTube accounts. Mm-hmm. And what happened was she looked at like, a leftist type, you know, newscast, a right <laughs> newscast and one that was unbiased on three different computers. And then she looked at the homepage of YouTube again to see like how it would change. And basically, yeah, once she you, once you looked at like one video that was like leftish, her entire show, like her entire recommendations and all the YouTube stuff on her homepage was like all leftist stuff. And the same thing with the right and the unbiased. So really it takes what you've seen and it just tries to, to duplicate it, to have you watch more of it.
1: Yeah, once you feed you relatable content to keep you on the platform longer.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a rundown of what algorithms are. Yes. So what were you going to say, though? Because I feel like I talked for like 20 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I would say that, yeah, that that's pretty accurate to what an algorithm is intended to do, right? It's intended to funnel you into a specific category and keep feeding you those type of similar content. I just think there is a divergent when it comes to YouTube for the creator aspect and sometimes I would say for the viewer aspect too because then your lens is only focused, right? You're only focused on one perspective and if you are trying to search outside of that perspective as a as a viewer, it makes it harder or sometimes you don't feel like you're getting a mix of content. Yeah. You know, you're still like you're trying yeah. to find new creators but you still feel like you're being fed the same thing or the same type of content created by someone else
0: exactly and it's like, oh, no I'm
1: looking for new content and different creators that are outside my my focal lens yeah um and that's understandable because people are not one-dimensional exactly okay, right, so some people are very one-dimensional but-, <laughs> <laughs> but you
0: have to work harder to basically find yes. other things and yeah. And I have a few solutions for that. I do think that there are ways that you can do that. I feel like the Instagram algorithm is the same exact way. Like I've constantly, so I just got back on Instagram. And the first thing (laughs) I did when I, I love how you're cheering. (laughs) The first thing I did when I got back on Instagram was I deleted like all of my history from Instagram. Like I deleted all the search stuff on Instagram I deleted Mm -hmm. everything because I was tired of the feed that I had, you know, and I wanted to just start fresh. And what's funny is like, I feel like it was, I benefited from that, but also it kind of sucks now because I keep seeing shit I don't want to fucking see. And I'm like, oh, why? Like, I'm like, why do I fucking see this? And it's like, I have to like,
1: go back and retrain.
0: I have to work and like, think like, oh, what was that person's name? Like, what was that Mm -hmm. content I wanted to see? So I have Mm -hmm. to start typing in things to find it. And then also yeah. it's like stuff doesn't automatically happen. Like when, you know, when you type a little bit, like the rest comes up, mm-hmm. that shit does not happen anymore. So I'm like, fuck, it's so annoying. <laughs> and I really hate it. It's, it's just basically slows down my process. So there is a positive side. And maybe let's talk about that. Like maybe like how, how.
1: A positive to to these algorithms?
0: A positive side and a negative side. Cause I, I do think that there's, there's both, you know? And I, like, I, I think I mean, you guys have probably heard from past episodes. I want my life to be very easy, you know, <laughs> and just taking this instinct from like Instagram and having to like, none of my stuff is saved anymore. Like I have to start over. Yes. Okay. I get the new and f- I get to see new things that I haven't seen before, but I, yeah. I only like about like 10% of it, you know? And yeah. now I have to think about things that I basically have forgotten. I think there's also positive sides when it comes to like, if you're trying to create a business, you know, mm-hmm. you know how to get your target market? Like algorithms work best for like also advertising. If you're trying to like buy like Facebook ads, like it knows based off the data like what type of people uh, what type what type of people like certain things, so you know who to mm-hmm. advertise to and and there's like estimates based off of like, well, if somebody likes, you know, one show, they're most likely also going to like fucking dark chocolate too. It's really weird, yeah. but like the algorithm <laughs> like knows that. And you can yeah. use that to your advantage. So I feel like there's positives for both sides, but then also there's negatives to the point of just like, like it, like you not being able to like know other things. And that's how I kind of felt. Like when I had my Instagram, I was like, I feel like I'm stuck yeah. into this type of, content and I want to get out of this type of content because it's making me feel shitty it was like whatever it's a whole long list but I was just like I don't want to see this type of content anymore and I want to get out of it but the computer has already decided this is the type of stuff that you'd like because I am watching it or because I have commented on it or I have liked it which makes it very hard to get into other topics or it makes it very hard to change your mind about things it makes it very hard for you to like see outside the bubble because you're fed only one side of things you're not fed all of it yeah
1: hmm. yeah I mean I guess the only thing I would add to that yeah I mean like I said like you said you're stuck in a bubble and you can't really get out of it I'm just trying to see how that like I mean it does really back to like racial biases within the app is what Jackie Anna brought up itself is that those algorithms are racially biased like bias, yeah. but also if you're removing the racial aspect and just only talking about content as a viewer that you want to see and the lens that you're stuck in, it does I guess for you, you like the ease of it. For me, I'm just like I just rebel against it. Yeah. No, I feel <laughs> you. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think it, it, you do get limited once you you are stuck in what the algorithm thinks is enjoyable for you. Yeah. Now, part of that is the algorithm is still learning, right? And, like, it is still a computer created by people. Or it is, like, a series of languages and numbers created by people. And I think the only way for them to be flexible is that you have to design in a way that allows the algorithm to be flexible. And I don't know if technology is, is there at that, at that moment. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's still they and people are like oh numbers it's math equations like they can't be racist but the person plugging them in definitely ha- carries their own biases
0: exactly and i think that's yeah. one of the ways to like change because like, i was also thinking about like how could how could we stop this like how could these things like not be as biased as well sometimes mm-hmm. and i was reading and i saw like this i saw a some somebody wrote like this paper about like how these things are, how AI can be racially biased. But Mm -hmm. when I was reading it, I was like, well, there are some things that technically could change. And it seems pretty simple other than like, because at first I was like, all of this is, I want to just blame like the engineer or blame the person that like set up this algorithm. It's like, you can't really blame that person because they're just, telling it what to do but Mm -hmm. i think that where the data comes from is very uh specific and that's what's most important so i think that one of the ways is to kind of just like define and narrow the business problem that people are solving within these ai algorithms so i feel like with the algorithm sometimes people try to solve so many things at once with one algorithm and maybe if they try to solve like i feel like if they do try and solve so many i feel like i have to sneeze sorry
1: okay
0: okay i guess not (laughs) I'm like, oh, um, I felt weird. So yeah, so I feel like trying to solve for, t- t- for them to like try and solve for too many scenarios often really yeah. means that like, they'll need like like a ton of labels across, across like an entire segment. They need more labels. So if they narrow down the problem to start with, I feel like it'll help by making sure that the whatever like model that they're using is performing exactly how they need it to be. So instead of having like 30 labels have one, and try and solve like the smallest portion at a time versus like basically saying everybody's like this or everything is into this one algorithm. When really, like you said, people are multidimensional, which means like they would have to also structure structure the data to uh, that allows for like different opinions, you know? So things will have to be different. And I think putting in different opinions within the data will Mm -hmm. show that like all of these things are possible outcomes. And then also like understanding like the training data in general the more that the person that's creating this algorithm like understands what's happening the less they'll be pretty surprised by you know role labels or things that just like come up out of nowhere and then I also thought about just like thinking about like whoever like this end user is so you know if just acknowledge just the fact that people can that you can acknowledge that there's like different backgrounds experiences and like demographics mm-hmm. and stuff like that that's like I feel like is a first step and avoiding like racist algorithms by like learning to like anticipate you know how people how people are moving you know what I mean and not just like and,
1: and okay so when you say like anticipating when because I think that's kind of where it gets in the the sticky gray area. You're like trying to anticipate how the person's moving, but the only way you can do that is by adding cookies, collecting data. Well, yeah, but I
0: meant like literally like learn and anticipate like how people are moving by, how do I say this? Like learning like how people that, how do other people move that aren't like you, you know? And how Uh, will they react with the same technology? and what problems might they have that are not similar to yours like if but then
1: if, then you would still run into the circle of people projecting or adding stereotypes
0: well no i'm you not know? saying okay well i'm not saying me literally i'm talking no, about like no. getting getting different yeah. types of data for like other really? types of people like yeah. not saying uh, i'm basically saying don't just look at like a white person or Asian person say this is what they feel like they like to eat yes this is what they feel like they like to eat and this is what you mm-hmm. know I feel like I like to eat versus just t- instead of saying what do I like to eat and that's the algorithm you take the algorithm yeah. from you take data from all types um, of people that's what I'm saying yeah. and that's something that happened with Twitter recently where well not recently I think it was like a year ago where yeah. they had like the whole I, I don't know if you are you are, Are you on twitter as much i don't
1: think so but i do have no i don't post i'm just like i read it i like twitter okay
0: well they have like this thing about like the whole cropping situation where you can crop like you'd have like a white person and a black person in one image and you know how twitter does like the automated crop it's really weird and every crop well not every like i would say like 65 percent of the crops were of white people so Twitter did like this, well, people on Twitter did like this whole thing where they were uploading images of white and Mm -hmm. black people and they were trying to see like which ones were automatically cropped and the algorithm always cropped the white person to show in the thread. Like you would have to click on the picture and then you would see the white and the black person. So stuff like that is like, if they were to just possibly feed the algorithm more pictures of black people, you know what I mean? Or like show that like there's other diversity outside. Like my first question is what the fuck did they feed this algorithm to only yeah. show white people? Or what did they say was good versus bad? Or what did they say is more important? Because mm-hmm. what p- what you can see as a preview, obviously it's going to get people hooked on to click on your tweet and to actually yeah. like view. Rarely do people actually click on a fucking picture on Twitter to expand it. It's pretty rare. Like yeah, usually just yeah, like, go through the yeah. thread. So mm-hmm. stuff like that. I feel like showing, giving, feeding the algorithm more diverse stuff and that's what i meant by thinking about other people outside of you and how you would feel about something
1: okay mm. mm. okay yeah <laughs> why what were you thinking i'm just like thinking there's money made out of these racial bias technology oh
0: for sure
1: yeah there's i mean and and that's the sad reality of it is like even though we would like to have a non by an unbiased algorithm that feeds us content. And fees is a wide variety because we're multi-dimensional people. There's money to be made out of inciting people, you know, and giving yeah. them the content that riles them up. And that is just it's seen in media and it's also seen on on technology, you know, yeah. it's seen on social media and social apps and stuff like that.
0: And it also makes um, me kind of like want to protect my data a lot more. Like previously, like my boyfriend was talking about like how, like, what data can actually do. And he sent me, like, this video at one point. And at first, because I was very, like, nonchalant, I was like, oh, like, I don't care. You can take my data, do whatever you fuck you want with it. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing anything, like, stupid. But then, like, when I watched this video, I was like, fuck. Like, these people can really take our data and, like, put it into algorithms that, you know, do crazy shit. As in, like, there was, like, one example of, like, It takes your data, right? About like how, about like, I think, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of, of how your health is basically, right? And based off of how your health is by taking like all your wearables and all that stuff, it could determine like if you were going to catch COVID or not, or like if you were going (laughs) to, based off of like how your data is or like what you wanted to do in life and like all of this stuff. Like, I I, I don't really know exactly what it is, but it could do that. There was another one where it was saying like, it could technically find out like if, it would know like if your kid was gay or not before you even knew, like based off of like the Amazon searches, based off of like what they're um, looking at. And the the prediction model was true. Like that shit was working. And I was like, oh fuck. Like based off of how much data you give it. And then that shit can, like, come back to, I feel like, haunt Because it's, like, what if they're taking that data and they're sending it to different jobs? It just is a whole fucking rabbit hole. But I was just thinking how ag- al- algorithms could really, like, I don't want to say fuck us up, but, like, they could really profit off of this. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah, government yeah, could of profit course. off yeah, of this. And, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I
1: mean, they could profit off of it, but I also feel like it can also feed you misinformation disinformation as well and then they know who to feed it to because they're people who fall into that bucket who are not going to research and only grab the first highlight quick clips of certain news shows you know oh
0: yeah that's um, a big thing if you don't really look, read the articles you know if you're only uh, out there and you're just looking at the headlines do some more reading
1: well, not even just reading; it's like critical thinking. I think that's also the aspect that's missing from a lot of people, and like the amount of people who are not critical thinkers is kind of alar- alarming. I mean, yeah. it's not alarming. I think there are a lot of so critical thinkers out there, but the masses—let's say that, like the general masses—that are are aren't very quick to identify that. You know, they're easy to be fed certain information by the algorithm and. Other people are profiting off of that. Exactly. Uh, and based off the data, like you said, like giving it to them, what they like, what they feed into. And they're just crafting it for them. Yes.
0: Um, Every time you interact with like some type of like search engine or yeah. scroll through social media or like use GPS yeah. navigation, like an algorithm is technically like processing hella like huge amounts of data and okay. micro data, which is basically used to like predict our own behavior like it knows what the fuck exactly we're gonna do and Mm -hmm. for them to like track you know like what we've liked watched or like whatever like clicked in like the past and stuff like that it Mm -hmm. guesses like what we might want to see on youtube you know and consequently it'll show you more of the same result and that then makes you like i said earlier and that makes you into like this filter bubble you know and as time goes on like you may only see like certain articles and information and it's just like you're only going to basically be exposed to the information that you either like probably agree with or comfortable Mm -hmm. with or I feel like it's not like I said before in a previous episode I don't like I I don't like censorship and I feel like this is like a big form of censorship
1: you don't like censorship but you also like to be fed things easily
0: exactly but yeah. but but like i what i don't I want that. but what i don't want is to not be fed i don't not want access to other things and that's Very what this is doing yeah. it's like it's mm-hmm. giving me so much stuff that but not, i don't get access to other stuff because no matter what yeah. i search if i search makeup it's going to show me these black you know makeup artists or like whatever it, like huh? is it
1: actually going to feed you the black makeup artists first or are they going to feed you white makeup artists first and then you'll see maybe one or two black or brown women it's I think dispersed. it's I think
0: it's good actually I'm gonna look right now I feel like it's gonna show me, me my own
1: yeah hold on let me do this <laughs> I love it oh, hold on. because I, see... I actually have like a like I said I have another point another yeah another perspective to that but let me see your screen Can you see I'm just gonna do uh, yes okay wait you're already on no 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 no
0: do oh, incognito so right oh well that's different because it doesn't have any of my data
1: Oh, okay. Well, you just did well, makeup look. right now, and look. And look, one person. Okay, the wait. First... No, wait. So I we see you typed in makeup. You got ads, ads, ads. Two wait, white is this, women. Are these
0: ads? I can't tell. Um, no. No, this is not ads. Okay, so I see two so white girls, you got two three white people, and then wait, wait, wait. Hold
1: on. Scroll up. In the center, she has search related to makeup. All still featuring white women.
0: That is true. And then I finally okay. get like one person that's black. She's a person that's wait, black wait, is she black? Wait, She's a person she of color. Black.
1: Sorry. This sorry. girl right here. I, yeah. Person sorry. of color. Blended together and add person it of to
0: color. hmm I'm gonna say this person's a person of color. So like three, yes. but like still white people, a person of color. Yeah. And then and for can. you. But then once we go to the for you section, mm-hmm. these are it looks like two out of three one but they're not
1: even talking about makeup also it's still okay yeah of course jackian is always i mean it's in your search history they're gonna feed you jackian that's what i'm trying I'm to say mm-hmm.
0: like they're
1: but i feel I like, like, like everything that.
0: above the four you doesn't count
1: yeah everything above that because no one's gonna scroll that far like look you typed in makeup and you still got mostly fed white women and then two Oh yeah, then it shows your previously watched and then it goes for you. Oh yeah, wait, go back up. You scroll so fast. Or maybe my internet's slowing down.
0: No, I scroll, okay. f- I scroll fast.
1: Patricia Bright, of course. Okay, so Patricia Bright is like, I don't want to say the British version of Jackie Anna. She's her own person, but those two started around the same time and I watch both of their content and I'm glad that both are su- successful and succeeding, but one is British and the other one's black, so it's like... They're dominating there, but there's other black makeup artists that are also succeeding like them, but they don't have the same popularity, I guess.
0: Yeah, because these people have two million, two million, two million, and then the first black person's like 3.3 yeah. 3 million Yeah. Well, so, I mean, yeah, I get
1: it. I'll i said you white women first.
0: <laughs> but okay, so two different things. So they showed white women first, but also when it came to the for you section it showed like black women,
1: like for yeah, me but specifically. Even, but they weren't even discussing makeup. They were just discussing another topic.
0: No, these people weren't, hold on.
1: No, cause I know- Oh Trump, yeah, the investment one. Her, that's her second channel called The Break, which is nothing to do with makeup. Okay,
0: wait, there's only one, there was only one, which was the The Break. Everybody else was makeup. Yeah, yeah, the other black girls were all makeup. But still, yeah. I totally get where you're coming from. I do think, and I, 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 I do wonder why are these two girls at the top? And one says, one's from Vogue, which is 9.6 million. And the other one is from, I don't know who she is, but she has 5.6 million. And yeah. then it's Vogue again. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and now okay. you know what I'm going to do? I wonder if yeah. I go to the filters and I go from, instead of by you- relevance date, I'm going to go by view count. And see what's the highest talking about like makeup. Oh, these are all white women, and then there's one that has 79 million. She's the fourth one. She's a black girl, and it's bridal hair and makeup transformation. And then mm-hmm. it's all like kids, kids. Yeah, kids.
1: but okay, people don't yeah. go by towns. I mean, most people go by like recent and top. So to to say that, that's like weights into the other video that I talked about because the one. That Jackie Aina mentioned, I mean, hers was kind of honestly like a long ram ramble yeah. for me. It was okay. I watched that at like 1.5 speed. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta get through this. She did talk about the algorithm for like maybe a couple five minutes. She did touch on racial biases of the app and also just burnt out in general. Yeah. Uh, she's also having people being like a limited lens of like her being the only top performing black dark skinned woman on, on mm. YouTube which is true, they feed her, but she also felt like she was on a pedestal because there's other amazing creative black women, but she's still focused in as the number one. So people being weird and holding her to some crazy standard. Yeah, Within the community, a lot of like anti-blackness rhetoric on the platform and from within and without the community. Mm -hmm. So those are discussions of why it's no longer relatable if she talks about some of the stuff because people think, like, oh, she's still too good because she has one point something million followers. Yeah. But it's like, no, it still affects her even though she's in a a niche view. Exactly. So that was one, like, like getting her perspective. So then I, when I usually follow a second channel that's, like, talks about, it's a commentary channel, not really makeup related. And her name is, well, her YouTube name is Nappy Headed Jojoba. (laughs) <laughs> um her content's hilarious very dry straight to the point and like sarcastic yeah so I liked her perspective on it a little better than what Jackie Hina said because hers was more like a sit down I think it was for her community but needs to be said this mm. is more from like a commentary perspective of YouTube she mm. kind of broke down that YouTube is the wild west at this point because For the last two years, they've been doing a lot of crazy things for creators and how they get views, right? So she understands that the algorithm that they're feeding within YouTube is different from what they're actually saying people should follow from their best practices. And she's also mentioning that part of the YouTube algorithm, you need to be we all were also noticing that consistency necessarily isn't the key because there used to be creators that used to create every single day, you know? Yeah. And that, like, if you were consistent, the algorithm would re- would reward you, right? Like, you would get to the top or you would get suggested. But now they're not really doing that. They're kind of pushing forward videos that are somewhat more popular and maybe more polarizing, which is what's going on with the current climate right now. Yeah. And people are also noticing, like, there's a 50% of conversion rate. Sorry, 50% of their viewers aren't necessarily watchers or subscribers of their content. Yeah. So, yeah, you're getting all these views, but they're most they're 50% from people who don't even subscribe to you. Yet you made that one video that uh, the algorithm of what the hottest topic is, you know? Yeah. But
0: to me, it's um, like... Mm-hmm. If I was a YouTuber, I think I would just care about how many views I'm getting.
1: Well, but see, that's different because before you were used to being fed like, oh, you need to have subscribers, you know, you need to get that first thousand likes, first thousand. Yeah, the algorithm changes. It changes, but then their best practices is kind of going against that. And then the algorithm is only catering to like, what is the newest, hottest topic to be talked about? If you're not talking about that, you have to play the game, right? But what if your content doesn't lie in that realm? You're kind of subject, subjected to YouTube's, will they or won't they push your content forward, right? Won't yeah. they highlight your video on the side reel or suggest you on the Or will I always have to, eating?
0: yeah, or will I always have to, like, pay for, like, YouTube ads or something like that? Like, yeah. to get my own reach instead of, instead of YouTube, like, doing it for me. And, <laughs> yeah, I think that also sucks, too, because it's like, then I'll just have to pay to get more views. No, yeah.
1: So then it's sucking for creators... Well sometimes it's it's working for them and it's not. You know, like sub count really doesn't matter anymore and yeah. you can just honestly be bare minimum and talk about the most popular thing going on and then you get a lot of views which then will turn into a lot of AdSense money. Yeah. So I mean it's also partly on to the content as well. She didn't say it's all just YouTube. It does take a little bit on yourself. one being like are you good at editing you don't have to be the best but are you good right yeah are you feeding that same style also is your are you personable are you a likable person because no one's gonna sit through something that someone that they don't like you know Yeah. and just are your your content is it short shelf you know like she was mentioning that content on youtube now has a short shelf life you know, and we're just trying to, com- and they're also trying to compete against the likes of TikTok now, and like everyone's trying to get that bite-sized information. Yeah, and it's just really all about the views and not the count, the the content
0: or the yeah. subs anymore. That's true. But we already know,
1: like I said, like well, what I mentioned is like biases or like racial content things that incite people are always going to sell more. Yeah. And
2: that's, that's
1: true. and that's what the algorithm is. Continue. It, it picked up that a lot of people are searching for this, so let me just feed that constantly. If you're into it or not, right? Like, if it's in your content wheelhouse or group, you're still gonna feed, get one video that's something random, and maybe you might click on it, and you're like, "Shit, I just clicked on this, so now it's gonna feed you." Yeah, more.
0: I hate that shit. Like, I, I like in- intentionally start trying to find other shit that I do want to, and just so start clicking like. Like, when Mm -hmm. shit like that happens, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to see any more of this type of stuff. So let me get the total opposite. And I was actually explaining the TikTok algorithm to my mom. She was like, how come I don't ever see any of this? I'm like, you need to like more of this stuff. Or like, you need to like watch more of this stuff. Like actively like seek it out or like follow Mm -hmm. one of these people. Because she, on TikTok, she only sees like certain stuff. And she's like, I don't want to see this. I'm like, you need to start following more of this. But end of the week, she was like, oh, I love my TikTok. I'm like, yeah, it's the algorithm. You got to play the game. But yeah. you
1: feed it it fed you i think there was also something else that you brought up that you mentioned in like our reference notes was safia like safia mm-hmm. nobel yeah uh, she wrote a book about the algorithm she knew that the algorithm was oppressive yeah um and she has a good little short actually she has a, a lot of short talks but uh if anyone wants to go on she has a ted talk about it which is easy to understand how algorithms work further and like she did a a quick research from like what was it 20 28 not 2018 2008 oh, searching okay. on google for like black girls and the first thing that oh, was already yeah. always populated for black girls was you know a porn site yeah and it's like how do i show you know a kid about other black kids around the world or even like within their country if the, all they're going to be fed is that we're only used as sex objects. And exactly. that, again, is still fed by biases of people, you know? Like, that has always been a, a long trend about the black body and how it's, like...
0: Even right now, porn. like, even right now, like, searching, like, black girl VR mm-hmm. or, like, any type of, like, v if I put, like, VR black girls or, like, black girls in virtual reality, it's, like, a mm-hmm. porn shit. And I'm like, come
1: on. Oh, yeah, per- per- Porn will always dominate, but yeah, it kind of sucks. Though it does. when it's tied to your own racial ethnicity, exactly. I'm you know? sorry. When it's tied to your ethnicity, yeah, it kind of sucks. It's same thing with like Pinterest too. I, I didn't. I don't know if you really like realized. And I'm a big Pinterest person. <laughs> I love Pinterest. <laughs> Please sponsor us. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They they recently not re- well yeah like in middle of October they recently dropped a category now that you can search for hair type Mm. because before when you typed in like curly hair or you know textured hair there's always going to be not saying that white people don't have this type of hair texture it's just if you're a black woman and you're searching for that you're expecting or wanting to see black Ah. women You're you're not wanting to see the same you're not wanting to see a white girl with like soft curly hair you know, and your hair is curly. Yeah. So then if you typed in other like kinky textured hair, then you would see more black women. Yeah. So no, that's release, true. uh a filter, which is nice. It's like finally moving into the right in the right way that you can now search and filter by hair type, which is great. But I also feel like this has been long overdue and you still need to fix other things within your system. It's you know, so slow. Like they're
0: Huh? I it's so slow. Like it's I feel like them making it what it needs to be is slow. Like, it could be... Yeah. And it needs to be changed. And I feel like, like, they're changing the basics of stuff that's so, like... Like, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a duh moment, you know? Like, of course we should be able to change these things. Or, of course you guys should be looking into these things.
1: Yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, white people or other ethnicities don't have this hair texture. Because some of them do, you know? And especially if you're mixed race, you you may. But if we're just talking about me... Like if I typed in sister lots, I do expect to see more black people with sister locks than a white girl with dreads, you know? (laughs) That part. It's like, and they still still have work to do, but this was something that they released and I'm like, about time. Like, I can't applaud you for doing this, but I will applaud the people who worked on the project and for people who fought to keep getting it pushed forward. But I'm still thinking, your system still shows you more white women on Instagram, I'm on, sorry, on Pinterest than black women. It's not a, a mixed batch. And for me, being a viewer who are a consumer of the content, it's like even the things that I type in, I'm like, I know there's black women in this type of genre, you know? Yeah. And I'm still being fed mostly white. It's like, okay.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like at this point, like it's not gonna change as fast as we need it to be. So it's like, let's just be smart about like, actually, I feel like I just, I just need to search a lot more than the average person, I feel like, than, like, a white person or, like, than somebody else. Like, I have to do, I feel like, when it comes to, like, wanting to find stuff about black people, like, black girls in VR, you know, I can't just type in black girls in VR and then see exactly what I want to see. Like, the system shows me black porn stars in virtual reality. Like, instead of, like, I need, like, my search needs to be a little bit different. And I feel like that's with everybody that's in some type of bubble. Like, to get out of that bubble, you just need to, like, do a lot more manual work of searching and like mm. browsing and it's rare that it's just going to pop up for you.
1: Definitely. And then see who's using those tags and how they're dominating it and trying exactly. to get those tags linked and associated with black women playing VR, not black women in VR. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sorry.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That's exactly how I feel though.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely going to take a while, but I still feel like We're going to be always having this discussion as technology (laughs) advances and as we keep expanding. And also how we're, as consumers, are digesting only 30 seconds of content. It's like it's going to be continuous.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that is true.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's going to ever be perfect. I'm not looking for perfect. I think at this point I'm looking for A, acknowledgement, but a lot of those companies are not. And B looking for change where it comes from us influencing and being really at the seat of the table or at least being in the conversation of understanding like we need to change the algorithm i agree more black and brown people need to get in there get in tech because there's a lot of money to be made and a lot of bullshit to be put up with too but
0: (laughs) agreed what do you feel like actually no not even what do you feel like i think that We kind of just covered it up just like what's like the best way for people to really go about it. And I feel like for me, it was like doing a lot more manual searching, you know, going through and clearing out your cache
1: using incognito
0: window, stuff like that. Do you have any advice for other people?
1: I would say maybe just. Yeah, I guess clearing out the cache for your browsers type is, is helpful, but the more I think the more you make unique searches, the better the algorithm will be the more you voice the opinion to these organizations that it you know that they have these issues is helpful yeah yeah i, I agree think that's a, a better and also just understanding like the lens that it comes from because like you said like you're not saying those engineers are racist exactly but everyone, but everyone ha- carries um biases unintentionally and that's something we as human are flawed like technology you can only be as great as the humans that created it, and we're not that great. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I Cool. I think that's, yeah. I feel like I have no more info about algorithms. If you guys have info about algorithms, mm-hmm. let us know. Send us something cool. Yeah. I, if, if anybody has a story about like how an algorithm, you know, was racist against them, I'd love to hear cool. it. But, yeah. What about, I think, do you have any other closing things so that was going to close out?
1: Were you? No. <laughs> I really no, was. No, yeah.
0: Thanks. I was going to close out.
1: I was
0: going to let you go. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I love this. okay. So, yeah. You guys know exactly what <laughs> – I'm laughing because I'm so surprised by what she said. Yeah. So, if you guys definitely want to check us out, you can um, subscribe to our um, podcast on all major platforms, Audible, Spotify, iTunes everywhere basically and also yeah. we are gonna be putting out merch like seriously we will it's getting cold out here especially in new york it's almost like i think it's like 45 degrees today insane <laughs> yeah it's insane uh, and yeah i can't wait for the next episode and yes, thanks for listening yes. bye well, yeah oh wait hold on what? also
1: <laughs> next month is our birthday
0: month oh my god it is oh my god wait yeah. I totally forgot.
1: Yours the fifth and mine is 27th Yes, no, mine's is the seventh and
0: yours is twenty seventh. Yours the is the seventh. Yes, it is oh. going to be our birthday month. We're going to be one year older. Like, duh, bitches.
1: What are you going to do for your birthday? <laughs> I have no idea. I want to get away, but it's so hard.
0: Yeah, I really wanted to go snowboarding,
1: mm. and then I was like, mm, no.
0: So now <laughs> I think I just want to go to the spa. So we'll see.
1: Oh yeah, I did that last. No, I did that the year before. Yeah. Last year, I didn't really do much. We're you know locked up. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry.
0: (laughs) I'm done. All right. Well, we will talk (laughs) to you guys later.